Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno. How's it going, Matt? Going pretty good, James. Today was a nice, easy day after a relatively busy week. Yes. Uh, after working about a 90-hour work week and then working 12-hour days every day for Build, I am relaxed. I am back at home. Uh, I'm feeling good. All, all the sessions are over. Everyone had a great time. The booth was busy. Everything was good. And it's good to just sit down and, and now reflect on, on how the last few days of Build went. Yeah, it was. Bill was really fun this year. The um, Xamarin booth was right by Channel Nine Live or Build Live, as we called it. So it was like the in the epicenter of the Build heartbeat going yeah. on. And the best part was James that you were like on all the commercials at Build, so it was like your voice was constantly being pumped through everything. So everybody's looking around and saying, "Where's James? Where's James?" He's well, on stage. I kept, <laughs> I kept I kept being on like the uh, at the Xamarin booth, and I, I was I was talking to people, and all of a sudden I would hear my voice, and it's like I'm James Montemagno. I was like, what, what, where am I? What's going on? What's what's happening? It's so so weird. So good times. So, what was your favorite part about Build this year, James? Yeah, I mean, every year it seems I enjoy Build and the setup a little bit more and more. This year they did something different as far as the sort of main expo area goes. So in previous builds, you'd have the main breakout sessions, which everyone's sort of used to. And then there was previously, um, and in the expo area, it was like all of the different development tools, so like .NET and ASP.NET and Azure stuff and Visual Studio and Xamarin and all these things. And then they have partner areas, so they would have like partner booths like Syncfusion and Telerik and Uno and all those things. And, and they would have, they have all that here. And it was bigger than ever, that, that expo area. But uh, I enjoyed the new layout because previously they would have these like four or five different theaters that are really small. And you'd have all these really short theater sessions or 20 to you know 15 to 20 minutes. There was just so many of them all going at the same time. It was really sort of frantic. So I enjoyed that this year there was one main theater session that was right in the heart of it all. Uh, and you could, people would walk by, they would stop by. I had, I had two theater sessions. Uh, Maddie had one, David had one. Uh, and that was really good. So you would get, you know, packed, packed crowd because it was just right in the heart of it. And it wasn't competing with all these other little theater sessions. So I really enjoyed that. And then of course there's all the other sessions. So that was like one of the, at least the, the newness of it. There's a lot more I want to talk about too, that I really enjoyed, but that was sort of one nice thing as a presenter, I would say, and I'll talk about the attendee side of it in a second here, but I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, I really liked that how they had it laid out. It was more, I'm going to say it wasn't as formal as before, where mm. for the keynote, they didn't have just one huge keynote room. Rather, they had the keynote kind of going on in the middle of everything. So Sadio is actually, I would say like 100 feet away from the Xamarin booth, and we didn't really even know that he was over there because there was all these people just all around, and he was live streamed throughout the throughout the expo center. And um, so it was like, it was almost like an open office concept, but cooler with all these cool lights going on and everything. But yeah, you're totally right about the um, only one theater stage going on. Last year, the theaters were kind of set up on all four corners of the floor and you can hear each of them going on. <laughs> and um, I try to get my crowd to cheer. That way you let everybody else know that we were having the most fun. And yeah, it, it's a little bit too distracting, but this year there's only one there and that worked out really well. And the other thing that I like that was happening is that was really how big the floor was itself, where the booths seemed a little bit bigger and that we had um, whiteboards that we can work on issues with people. So we could draw things out and actually spend a little more time with uh, the people who came across and um, to sit down and actually talk with them and work out the problems with them and just explain and even from what Xamarin is, they get all the way down to the nitty gritty details about how to work with some binding context and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. The The booth areas, they were a little bit more, I tweeted out a photo of one, but they were a little bit more uh, minimalist, I would say. Uh, <laughs> but they were bigger. There was more spacing. So it didn't feel very cramped, which I, I enjoyed. It felt everyone had a good amount of room where people could come and the spacing between all of them uh, was was really nice. So I agree with you there. And you know, we had tons of people at the Xamarin booth. We gave away 400 monkeys total throughout the conference. So every morning we'd give away monkeys and we had tons of Xamarin swag and stickers and pens, which was really awesome to see. And I, I saw tons of Xamarin backpacks from Evolve. Did you notice that? Like a bunch of attendees had Xamarin backpacks? 
I did notice that, and they are all in great shape yet. I noticed that too. None of them look beat up and on their last leg. They all look brand new. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty pumped to have those. And in fact, we have one here. Uh, Heather uses the one that that I had uh, from Evolve. So it's a great backpack as a Timbuktu. You know, one of my favorite things though of Build was, of course, the great attendees. But what I really appreciated this year more than anything was the uh, student area, mm-hmm. uh, which. There's two things that happen. There was the Imagine Cup where there's all of like the student partners that come. But more importantly, uh, at Bill this year, anyone could bring their teen student, their, their, their kid uh, to uh, attend. And in the student area, there was tons of like, like little shorter hackathon areas and uh, training modules that they could do. So there was anything from building a Xamarin app to playing with robots to doing IoT solutions. And they they also had their own track. So there was presentations from Microsoft presenters and community presenters just for the students on on, on development uh, areas, which I thought was really neat. And we had a Xamarin challenge where if they finished it, uh, they would get a Xamarin Bluetooth speaker. So I thought that was really cool. And quite a few uh, students finished that. So that, that to me was a really nice to see um, just a very different mix of, of people, which w- which was really awesome. Yeah, seeing the students take part in that Xamarin workshop was really neat. People are actually coming over and asking, you know, how do we, where do we go and do it, the, the students? And um, there was this one little guy, he came over with his dad on Wednesday morning, like at eight o'clock, and started asking more questions about Xamarin. And John Douglas actually sat down with them and ran through like a live coding exercise with them. And the best part about it is the, the, uh, the kid came back later with even more questions after he sat down and did it himself. I mean, so <laughs> just sitting down and like he was working through everything. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And there was tons of great announcements, of course. Of course, we're going to have all the news just from build and we'll, and we'll recap some of the other Xamarin news from the past month, but there was a lot of Xamarin sessions that had occurred uh, this, this build. In fact, I had some people, I was meeting them earlier. I did these kind of coffee drink ups in the morning uh, with community folk and uh, it, which was always fun. I started that last year and this year I did it again, which was different coffee spots, you know, in the morning before the conference starts, come have a a coffee with James and hang out. And the one morning, uh, Miguel and Joseph showed up and, and, and and Craig was there. And then about 10 other people came, which was really awesome to see some students came with their instructors, which was really fun. And, um, and, and, you know, there was one person that was like, oh, I wish there was more Xamarin content. I go, actually, this is this year we have more Xamarin presentations than ever before. <laughs> uh, to be honest, there are so many even crossovers, too. So in, in the world of Xamarin, obviously, it's, it's all of .NET. And that's what we really focus here. And there's a lot of bits of Azure that also sort of relate to the world of mobile development. So what was cool this year beyond all the stuff that we already mentioned is that nearly almost a whole bunch of stuff, nearly a lot of it was just all live streamed and all of it is almost all available on YouTube already and channel nine, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did my session and I wasn't expecting it to be available for like seven days afterwards. And he already told me like when I got in the next day that it was up there and you watched it and I was like, this is awesome. And I haven't. I've been going through and catching up on everything that you missed because there's no way you're going to catch everything while you're there. And um, yeah, it's a great way to just, well, one, learn and two, just be able to see what other people are talking about when it comes to the build. Yeah. And 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 you're right. It's hard to watch everything. And luckily, I've been, I've been going through on YouTube and just watching everything at 2x. And that's been super helpful. Uh, and, and But there's a lot of content. So you're going to scroll through it all and you're going to be like, oh, where's all the Xamarin stuff? But don't worry, we got you covered on the brand new Xamarin developers YouTube page. I've created a playlist of all Xamarin and .NET related sessions for mobile development. So you're going to have the keynotes that are relevant uh, for you inside of there. You're also going to see some Visual Studio sessions that are also relevant for Xamarin developers. Uh, And you'll also find some really cool ones like how they built Seeing AI and use Visual Studio. And of course, all of the Xamarin sessions. So Miguel and I had a session and then I had a few theater sessions and also Maddie and David had a session and you had a session. What did you speak on? I spoke about choosing your mobile backend architecture. Because that's not an easy thing to do, right? There's so many different there's so many different choices to make. So we went over the pros and cons of each one. Like if you're going to go with like a regular web API, versus if you're going with functions, or if you're going to do like a mobile backend as a service with something maybe like App Center, which we'll talk about in just a sec. So picking and choosing, and when each one makes sense, and 
I know that you fall down on the web API side of the fence. Well, I might be on the function side of the fence, but friends can disagree. That's true. That's true. We can disagree <laughs> and you can go watch the sessions. Right now we have about 18 videos and they're still being they're still being uh, uploaded and there's anywhere from shorter like 15 minute uh, uh, interview sessions to the theater sessions, which are about 20 minutes to the full on full breakout sessions where about a half an hour. So, yeah, there's about 18 uh, plus videos to, to browse through, which I think are really fantastic. And and at the same time, all of this was going on. Google I.O. was going on. I don't know if you mm-hmm. caught up on any of that either, but. I, I saw some of the announcements, um, dark mode, right. For Android Q. That's yep. awesome. Huh? <laughs> and the, and the new, and the new, um, gestures that makes it finally catch up to iPhone, but, or iOS, but yeah, I, I haven't caught up on everything yet though. So with, with the new, did they, did they announce the name? That was what I was really waiting for. I don't think they did. We have a few Xamarin's on the ground uh, over there in Mountain View. Uh, I didn't get to go yet again because I usually get to go to Google I.O. Uh, but when build has the same exact dates, uh, you know, I'm going to be a build, obviously. But we have some mm-hmm. Xamarin's on the ground and there's some exciting things in Jetpack world, Android Jetpack that had occurred. And one of my uh, most favorite things that I've seen so far is not actually Android Q, which, again, we don't know what that means yet. And it's it's questionable what that will be. Uh, and uh, but there's this new. They finally are going to fix the camera. It seems uh, seems as if they're going to have a new uh, Jetpack library, which is called, I believe, it's Camera X, which will fix all camera issues, or so they say, across all the different device manufacturers. So that's exciting to me because we're wow. yeah. working on Xamarin Essentials and integrating camera stuff next. So we might just wait on on this because the camera APIs are pretty uh, horrific. So, And I know that uh, the Xamarin.Forms roadmap has been updated too. And uh, inside of there, there's a camera view that they're, they're working on, I think for four or one perhaps, which mm. excites me. I was asking, uh, it was really fun. I mean, the, the cool thing about Build, right, is you have all these, you can check out the YouTube video and check out all this. But being there, you get to talk to everyone. I literally went to go talk to the Intune folks, the Azure Map folks. I talked to... The new Edge Dev. Uh, I, I like to walk around and talk to not only all the partners. So I stopped by the Uno booth and the Syncfusion booth and uh, the Launch Darkly booth, and really excited to see a lot of the SDKs from third-party companies all coming to Xamarin. Like Launch Darkly is getting ready and things. And we're getting a lot of crossover on the Xamarin show, and so it was exciting just to go talk to people. It's one of the the things even beyond seeing it as being able to talk. So if you're ever able to have the opportunity to go to build, I definitely recommend it. But if you can't, don't worry. All the videos, I think it's a great time. All these videos are already there. And literally now you're going to listen to this podcast and get real-time <laughs> insights essentially into the conference, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Bill's a lot of fun, but the videos are there. We're doing a podcast on it the day after. Just, yeah. Just like being there. Yeah. Well, we'll get into some news. And it's just like being there. We'll get into some news and... I think, you know, you know, with with one thing with this build, I'll talk really high level about the the Xamarin side of things really quick is, you know, there's a lot of great videos that are available about visual, about collection view, about some of our new preview stuff and about kind of the, the future. And Miguel and I gave a talk, uh, which is the first video as the main breakout hour long. It's called The Next Transformation in Mobile Development with Xamarin, sort of our high level everything uh, talk. And we talked more about how mobile is evolving and how we're evolving with you and the constant updates that we're making and a lot of shout outs to the community. So really thanking everyone uh, for uh, creating such a great, amazing uh, Xamarin and .NET community uh, for mobile development and web development, everything else that we do here at Microsoft. So uh, with that, you know, Miguel really told stories, told stories about how these devices are growing up and how everything is, how we're growing up you know, with, you know, the entire space uh, that's out there. So enabling you to build for everything, whether it's watch or phone or desktop or any other .NET application you want to you know, go to. And when you watch this, it's really not your traditional deep dive session, I would say. It, it was very, very different. We did have some demos. We talked about Xamarin Essentials and why we created it, what's inside of it, what's next for it. And in some regards, you know, what else we want to bring into it. And why it's so important to have kind of cross-platform be be awesome everywhere, right? Once be awesome everywhere technology, and then we went into Xamarin Forms, and you know we talked a lot about uh, the visual and where we're going with that. Uh, how we started with Material today as a design system for iOS and Android, 
And at Microsoft, we're releasing the Fluent uh, Design System and Fabric SDK for iOS and Android, how we'll bring that to it, um, but how you can extend it yourself. And of course, how the collection view and, and, the, and the, the new controls are really revolutionizing and making these apps beautiful. So we, we ran a lot through the visual challenge and the collection view challenge that we had to show off the amazing things that, that real developers are building. You know, sometimes you see these demos are like, oh, they're just they crafted this thing and only one person could ever do this. But everything, uh, basically everything that we showed besides my demo of Shell, uh, which is like a nice hierarchy way of laying out your controls and and, and uh, your pages, I should say, um, was all real. It was all real things from the community that you could go see and see the the, the code for it and and take a look at. And I demoed some of those back and forth. Uh, so to me, that was that was really really fun. Did you get to watch our session at all? I haven't watched your session yet. I'll I'll two I'll two exit on right after we okay. get done recording. <laughs> yeah, you probably probably need to. It's just me me and Miguel bantering back and forth for for sixty minutes. So. Uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. But, you know, that that one was, was really fun just to talk about. We wanted to have a talk where it wasn't like we're announcing, here's what we're doing, and it'll be available next year. It was, here's all the things that are either available right now or in preview that you can play with right now. You can get this stuff right now. And, and even though it's in preview, like these are the things that are coming out in the next month or two months, not here's a preview that may be available in, you know, seven months or who knows if it'll actually come out. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that this was the real stuff and the things that people are building. But there was a great uh, session from Hanselman and Hunter on the .NET platform itself. And with that, they gave some great, great demos of, of Spark for .NET and ML.NET and Xamarin. They gave a great Xamarin demo with TensorFlow uh, for Android. And they also announced .NET Five. So .NET five is going to be the next version, the next evolution of of .NET. So uh, I think there's probably a lot of questions around .NET five. Did you did you have a chance to read the absolutely amazing blog post that coincided with it? I did. The introducing .NET five, which used to be .NET Core v Next, <laughs> which the, .NET five is a better name. Yeah, .NET five is is a, is a is a better name, and 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 really what it is is there's it, what I like about it, and the core message that I got out of it is that you know there's a lot of different runtimes today that for for .NET, and we're just gonna really try to bring that into to a single runtime where you have the ability to either uh, run in JIT mode or native AOT mode, which is very similar to kind of what Xamarin does, but we're gonna have one runtime, one core effects. So that way the teams can focus on features instead of having to reproduce the code over and over and over again. And this will, for developers, there's really no change. It's not, there's not, it's not a breaking change at all. It, it's, it's something that is just going to make life easier for development purposes and for developers. You don't have to think about it. Um, and you may not be thinking about the runtime anyways, which is ideal. And that's what our, our goal is. Right. But really it's, hey, listen, we're streamlining the entire process. We're going to Everything is open source. Of course, all of .NET is free. This will run on all of the existing devices and 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 frameworks that you use today, like Xamarin and, and ASP.NET and, and Azure and, and WPF and UWP and Unity games and IoT devices like Raspberry Pi. And it'll come to new devices. You know, it'll really allow that to to open up, like WebAssembly and t- obviously TBOS and Linux and all these different things. Uh, and you really don't have to worry about it. So all of your existing code will continue to, to work. No, there won't be any changes. Everything's going to use a new SDK style project, which is great. Uh, but beyond that, it's just it, it'll just transition sort of elegantly from from what I understand um, with it. And, and that is kind of what has me excited uh, about it um, more than anything. Yeah, it's really neat because I guess when you think about it, it, for every day as a Xamarin developer, you don't really think that Mono is a different runtime than this core CLR one. Mm-hmm. And now going forward, though, with .NET 5, we're going to just have one runtime. So .NET 5 is a, I guess, unifying the runtimes where .NET standard kind of unified the APIs is right now mm-hmm. how I'm thinking about it to make it make sense in my head with yep. it. And um, what's also neat is that they announced the .NET schedule yeah. where we're going to have um, long-term support releases and then also, I guess, kind of short releases. Um, so like .NET 5 is just going to be a short one where .NET 6 is going to be a long-term support release, kind of similar to how they do it in the, the Node world. Yeah, I think that was something that was 
really requested. We never know when a new a new.net uh core or a new.net is gonna come out, for instance. Uh is it every year? Is it every six months? Is it every whatever? You know, and and this is nice because it is very common pattern to what they some a lot of the web frameworks do. And this will be the first time that .NET has a schedule like that. So I think that's really, really cool. So yeah, uh, every pretty, November, every November. So every, and that, that makes a lot of sense because that coincides with probably a preview of build and then a release in the fall because that's around connect time usually. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yes, yeah. it does. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So then another one that I was really excited to happen at build a new release was um, App Center release part of their MBAS offering. And we've been talking a lot with the App Center team about this. And we mentioned a couple of times before on the pod is the new authentication, which hooks into B2C and their data offering, which hooks into Cosmos DB. So they're out in preview bits now. And what's really neat about the authentication one, right now it's just working with B2C, but eventually you're gonna be able to even hook in, bring your own identity providers to that as well. So if you wanted to hook into maybe let's say identity server or auth zero, go ahead and you can do it. Um, on the data side too, which is really neat is that you're gonna be able to, to Cosmos, but um, offline data, conflict resolution, and eventually even real time sync as well. So App Center is building up an MBAS on it and uh, push notifications has been rewritten too. So oh, nice. what you can do with push notifications is that you can actually target a user now since they have been logged in with authentication. And um, oh, the other really cool thing that I like is with the Cosmos, you're organizing your data in collections since it's um, NoSQL. You can have a private collection and then a public collection. And your public collection is going to be for stuff that you're not authenticated to. But your private collection is going to know who you, who you authenticated with. So James, you logged in. And now you have data in that private collection. So it's going to more or less seamlessly just work. Um, I say seamlessly in air quotes here because there's always going to be work there. But the, the scaffolding underneath is going to be easier to work with. So you can help have that authenticated private data there behind the scenes. So that's really neat that they they um, put that in. They had a session on Wednesday afternoon to announce it all. Um, it's also in preview, but you can request that request access to it um we'll put the blog post into the show notes and the documentation for it into the show notes as well yeah and i like that of course day one xamarin support right there boom totally happened which is really great to see absolutely yeah so yeah i know i was watching the i like the session too they sort of frame not only these new features but they start to frame and talk about the vision for app center a little bit more as the amount of services start to expand. Uh, so that was a, it's a really good session to, uh, to, to browse through probably 1.75 X. 1.7. Yeah. Not super fast, but almost super fast. Almost. Yeah. But that wasn't the only big Azure news. Was it Matt? No, it wasn't one that I got really excited about as I was going through the uh, Monday night, reading through all the, um, big announcements as they came out was, Cognitive Services had just a slew of announcements. They had just a, a bunch of them. But one of them that really stood out to me was called Personalizer. Mm -hmm. And so what this allows you to do is it allows you to um, really, you're going to craft like personalized experiences for your app. So imagine, James, is that you like reading news articles in the afternoon about monkeys, right? I do. So That's correct. That's an accurate yeah. statement. So yes. Right. See, I know that because I'm... Like I have my own cognitive service built into me. Mm -hmm. However, my app wouldn't until I put this personalizer into it. And yeah. I would kind of figure this out where it would be able, to, we'd be able to start showing like personalized screens to users or be able to essentially be able to make suggestions to users based on whatever we're running experiments on. So making suggestions as far as like a news story to show them or a screen to show them or maybe even like personalizing colors based on it, based on what they're doing elsewhere in the app and so on. So it's called Personalizer. It's really neat. It's uh, in preview right now. So when I put it on Twitter, I said, I'm really excited to see what other people might do with this because it's really applies to um, app development, mobile app development, especially. Yeah, I, I think so. I was looking at this and it's sort of the, it's also the replacement for the recommendation, it seems as if that's in, in preview. So I was looking actually for the recommendation service 
and this is using a little bit more AI and and um, sort of more about taking it beyond just a, a simple recommendation engine. So really towards the specific user instead of just generics. So I thought that was cool. And there's a whole bunch of other things too. They, they introduced form recognizer. Did you see that? That thing's amazing. Yeah, or you, know, you can like... I thought it'd be good. I saw somebody else mention it'd be good, like for putting like a hotel receipt in there and it could yeah. pull out all the receipt to fill out an expense report. So cool. Yeah, yeah. You can just take a snapshot of the, of the form and then just pulls all the data out, even in JSON form, which is, which is it's bananas. Amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I will say one other thing is, is, you know, I love cognitive services and I love to see when things go sort of GA and, you know, they have the speech recognizer and different speech services and the content moderation tools. And of course, all those different cool vision things that we always show off, right? The computer vision and face recognition and, and, and things like that. But one thing that they really announced, which is to me, uh, a really just a uh, banger feature is you can now deploy cognitive services on-prem and also in the cloud using containers. So if you don't want to send the data to the Azure backend to Microsoft, you can deploy cognitive services on-prem or into, into containers. And to me, that is a, is a game changer for, for a lot of enterprise companies that maybe can't are doing hybrid connections or, or still want to run some things on-prem. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that's, that's amazing that you can actually run a thing in, in a container. Because usually you're thinking like this huge machine learning thing needs to be run you know, across several data centers in order to work. But no, you can throw it in a container and you just run it. Yeah. Although yeah. still still probably takes some horsepower to run it fast. But yeah. it's, it's neat that you can put it in a container. Yeah, and then you can just, boom, scale it out and let it go. So uh, that was cool. And of course, Visual Studio is getting uh, some pretty nifty updates. I know there are some new previews for 15 uh, 16.1 that had come out, but there were some crazy new features, of course. Uh, one first thing to, 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 to go out is that IntelliCode is out there, but there's a brand new service that we're calling, are we calling it Visual Studio Online? I'm going to call it Visual Studio Online, right? Online.visualstudio? I, I think that's the URL. Yeah. yeah. Online Visual Studio. Yeah, there it is. Visual, yeah. Studio. Visual <laughs> Studio Online, yeah. And and this isn't like the first Visual Studio Online, but this is the the, the new the, the new Visual Studio Online. And uh, what's what's neat about this is you could think of it as a browser based web companion. And and the feature that they first highlighted that I think is really neat is it's sort of like a it looks and feels like a flavor of VS Code, but in the browser, which make, makes a lot of sense uh, mm-hmm. with different features, obviously. So the first thing that I thought is really really neat is that when you go and go and do anything in Visual Studio Online, you have the ability to use it. It's not like a full like code editor, but you can use it as a, a live share client. So if I go and I invite you to a live share session, you don't even need to open Visual Studio 2019 or Visual Studio Code. You can just go to Visual Studio Online and all the same features, including uh, IntelliCode, uh, and, and IntelliSense and all that software right there for you. So this is great because I could be anywhere on any device and and start helping to uh, help you know coding via live share, which which I thought was bonkers. It's amazing. Never get a day off again. Never always be that, working. Always be working. <laughs> correct. That is that is correct. So that's amazing. Have you ever seen a Visual Studio Code work in the Azure portal, the CLI on the uh, Azure Cloud Shell? I mean, have you ever seen uh, that work? Um, I don't know. Describe it to me. What maybe right. I have? So you go into uh, the Azure portal, right? And you fire yep. up the Cloud Shell. Yes. Run, and you just do code. You type in code, and oh. it brings up Visual Studio Code within there. What? No way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So what happens is you type in code, and it launches a web-based code editor oh. in um in the portal. So wow. anything that you have happened on your cloud drive you can actually go in and edit. So if you with your clone a GitHub repo down into um onto your cloud drive, you can go in and edit all the files there and yeah. essentially be running it as if you were local. It's amazing. First time I saw it, my head pretty much exploded. <laughs> but I mean th- I mean obviously the new Visual Studio online is gonna be sort of an improvement upon this, correct? Right, right. I'm just kind of going off off script here, but <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking it's at amazing. it. It's amazing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I can upload files. I can download files. So 
All right. So what else can this Visual Studio Online do? Um, you were you were talking about sort of you can also mount and debug. Is that maybe like the evolution of this little bash code thing that you showed me? <laughs> well, there's other. Well, where Visual Studio Code, the real thing on your computer, your real yes. computer that you're sitting at. Um, so there's we have a uh, remote uh, extensions for it. And so they just announced this as well is that what you can do is that you can mount into and debug on like to a doctor docker or an ssh and um so you have those mounted kind of like a like you're mounting a, a remote disk and then what you can do then is the not only if you just had a docker container running you can actually mount and do things in there but the interesting part about this step two there is that we now have these things called cloud hosted development environments so the way I think about this is that a cloud-hosted development environment would be something like a virtual machine that's all pre-configured with, let's say, a fully hosted web environment with Node and all that stuff, or for if you're a Xamarin person, fully decked out with like all the Android um, SDKs and everything. And what you can do then is just hook into that and not have any of that set up on your personal machine. Oh, fancy. And just have that work. Now, obviously, the Android stuff is not there yet. That's just wishful thinking on my part. But if you're doing with something with like um, no development or any web development, that stuff would work. So it's like you're hooking into essentially a headless virtual machine, as I understand it. So it's pretty cool. Again, uh, preview stuff, but pretty nice to uh, check out, which be playing around with. I like that. But also, maybe... That wasn't your favorite announcement because you said that you have a number one announcement from Build. Is that correct? <laughs> I did. The number one favorite announcement from Build was the Windows Terminal, James. Mm, a new mm. terminal? A, a, new terminal. a new terminal. What's wrong with CMD? What's wrong with my command prompt? <laughs> I'm going to say, and it's not the command prompt. You know what? The thing is, though, there's nothing wrong with the command prompt because this new Windows Terminal can do the command prompt. Oh, amazing. Amazing. What so else can I it know. Do? <laughs> well, it can do bash, whatever you want, because it's all open sourced. So what this is here is a essentially it's it's a terminal like you would have like on Mac, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of sort of similar. And so you can actually go in, fire it up, and you can be doing essentially running on the Windows Linux subsystem or Windows subsystem for Linux. And um, it's a full-blown Windows terminal then. So we can start doing all our development, not all our development, but we have access to our development that way. And it's actually just a really neat thing to have around, in in my opinion. Um, (laughs) What I think is cool about it right now is that it's um, out in GitHub and you have to build it from code in order to make it work. So there's no binaries out in the Windows store for it quite yet. And if you go to the blog and take some... uh, Take a look at it. It has like all the neat features of multiple tabs. Um, it looks really good. Like it has the, you can see through it with the translucency and all that stuff. You can uh, configure it. It's it's pretty neat. I like it. I, in fact, you know, it, it goes really hand in hand with the Linux terminal. You talked about the subsystem and now there's, there's literally going to be a Linux kernel that ships with Windows. And this really plays hand in hand because you can not only come down, you can have multiple in this in this new terminal, multiple different kind of command prompts. So you can have command, CMD, you can have PowerShell core, Windows PowerShell, any of the Ubuntu or Debian or OpenSUSE, um, different Linux commands, uh, terminals open in there, which I, I think is really neat. So so very, very cool, um, all the stuff. I, I will, I guess, attempt to build it from code, I guess, that's something I can try. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but you know, uh, if you like to do things um, from source, you can now contribute to the documentation, which is now open source for Xamarin, which is brand new, which is pretty cool. Uh, as everyone knows, you know, Xamarin is open source. Uh, some of our documentation for Xamarin Essentials is open source or has been. It uh, is shipped side by side Xamarin Essentials in the same repository. So we use a a tool called MDoc, which is from the Mono Project, and it is an XML-based markup that turns it into documentation that is consumed by the docs.microsoft API portal. So what's cool about this 
is that uh, you can now contribute to Xamarin Forms, Xamarin Android, Xamarin iOS, and Ski is Sharp. They're all open source right there. Uh, better yet, you can, of course, go in, you can hit an edit button, and it will take you right into the repo uh, for it, which is very, very neat. And this is the stuff that is powering our IntelliSense. So uh, if you find something that's not there, you can go and contribute to the docs. They're uh, open source. They're being released under Creative Commons 4, uh, and the source code is MIT. And there's some other attributions about some of the Android stuff and the open source project there. So give that give that a look. I love it. I do use our uh, doc writer tools. There's, there's really cool tools to, 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 to write the documentation. Documentation doesn't sound fun, Matt, but it can be fun. Trust me. I swear. <laughs> I, I think swear. the fact that this particular API documentation drives IntelliSense is amazing. Mm -hmm. So you can actually make a change and it actually shows up for everybody in Visual Studio, whether they like it or not, let's say disabled IntelliSense. I mean, what more impact can you have? Yeah, no. I agree. In fact, I'm even looking here and like the image button, for instance, doesn't even have any info on it. So I need to go fill it in. That's it's nice. You can just be like, oh, what's going on? Edit. Boom. Done. Takes you right into the source code. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. I love it. 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 Sweet. James, I know what else you're going to love. What? New Xamarin training paths on Microsoft Learn. Awesome. All right. So this is the, this is the evolution of XAMU into Microsoft Learn, correct? Evolution, yes. So we have now, how many are there? There's two learning paths, but I think they're broken down on, what, 20 different modules in Learn mm -hmm. right now? And it's mm -hmm. they're amazing. So what you can do is actually go through, and this is completely free is take various different courses on different aspects of Xamarin development, like consume REST web services and Xamarin apps. Perfect. Mm. Everybody needs to know how to do this to develop a modern app. And there's, um, they tell you how long it's going to take to do this module. It's going to take one hour and one minute. And it gives you an idea of what it's all about here. And there's another one for introduction to Xamarin Android or storing local data, how to store local data in your app using SQLite. All the way down to some things like designing consistent Xamarin forms, XAML pages with shared resources and styles. So when it's really cool how many they have out here. They all have the consistent look and feel of all the other Microsoft Learn courses that happen to be out there. And um, yeah, you should definitely go check them out. They're really, they're well done. And it's really the same quality content that people have come to uh, expect from the Xamarin Youth team, but now with Microsoft Learn. Yeah, and the best part here is that it's all free, 100% free. free. Free, free, free. Free, free, free. It's free. How much is it? Uh, is it free? It's free. It's it's oh, free. free. Good, all, good. It's free. Now, what's cool here is that if you were a ZAMU um, customer, like, and I was, I was a certified, certified, went through the whole training thing, you can import a bunch of the learning training because a lot of those modules came from ZAMU. So there's new modules, there's some existing ones, and you can get additional credit. So I'm already a level three or something. And you, I also got a cool uh, ZAMU alumni badge, which I thought was really neat. So nice. And you know how much it is? I heard from somewhere it's free. Are, yeah, do it's you know that it, it's free? It, it's free. I'm um, zero zero dollars, and you can um, you can do it uh, for free. Is what I've heard. It's free. Awesome. It's free. That's amazing. It's free. It's free. Yeah. Not 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 a dollar. It, it's zero dollars. It's free. Matt, so it's it free. doesn't it doesn't cost anything at all. It, it does just your time to go through it. So oh, okay. so besides that, you mean you have to you have to click around. But beside, beyond your time, it is a hundred percent for free. Free. Amazing. It's free. It's literally zero dollars. OK, um, it's free. All of it is free. And, you know, also Xamarin is free. It's free. It's open source uh, as well. Did you know that Xamarin's free? Did you know, you can build mobile apps for free and learn about building mobile apps for free. All for free. So what you're telling me here is all I have to do is install community version of Visual Studio, which is free. That's free. That's free. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Check the box that says mobile development and everything else. I just just works. Just free, free, free. And then you learn it, and then you can ship the you can ship those apps to the app store, make money off those apps, and all of that is free until you make a million dollars, and then you got to pay for Visual Studio. But still, the learning part, even if you make a million dollars, guess how much that is? Free. 
It's free. It's, it's absolutely 100% for free. Um, I don't know why everybody's not doing this right now. Yeah, go do it and then tweet out how much you paid for it. Zero dollars because it's free. It's free. 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 Yes. Uh, so so very excited about that. Uh, a few other things uh, on our blog that you can check out as the Collection View Challenge uh, has come to a close at the uh, the beginning of May was, was the last that you could put in that for getting some stickers, uh, which is super cool and some beautiful, stunning Designs, in fact, a lot of those we we showed off in, in our session. I love there was a Netflix clone, which looked absolutely stunning. We showed that off a lot of clones of all sorts of different apps. And I updated the uh, Hanselman forms to use the collection view and my pull to refresh control in combination with the collection view. And I had it so it, you could rotate the device and get more columns out of the blog articles uh, so if you're in portrait, you get one column uh, or yeah, one column. And then if you're in landscape, you get two, which mm-hmm. I thought was neat. And then, of course, if you're on tablets, anything else, you would get multiple uh, because it's a lot large surface. So I, I kind of had a nice little demo of that. But it was really neat to see all sorts of different apps that came out between that and the uh, visual uh, kind of combination of it, which was was really neat to, to see. So definitely take a look at the entries that are on the github page i'm sure we'll do a recap blog um coming up soon too yeah i'm going through some of these pull requests right now and they're amazing these things yeah. look really good yeah it's, it's super nice and you know how much it costs to go through and look at these pull requests james uh, i'm pretty sure it's free you can it's do it free? All, it's free and open source oh wow wow amazing wow. and you can <laughs> you know how amazing. you can learn how to use the collection view is it through microsoft learn yeah, and you know what? That's free. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, another free tip from our good friend John Douglas is how to shrink your Android app. So this is a, a phenomenal, simply phenomenal blog post about all the different tools for Android that you can use, how to do APK analyzer, how to use R8 and D8, which we've talked about on the podcast before. And all of that information is completely for free on our blog, which is great um, that you can you can have. Um that's it. You know, one other thing I'll talk about before we, we do the pick of the pod here is, you know, there's a .NET website. What is it called? Dot, dot .NET? Yeah, D-O-T dot .NET. And, and that will then redirect you to .NET.Microsoft.com. Do you know about this website? I do. So this is one-stop shopping for all things .NET. And it is the new home of what was Xamarin.com, or once we can figure out the redirect, it will take you there once we figure out how to update that. So what's cool is when you go to this page uh, over there, you will see .NET. It's a free cross-platform and open source way that you can build absolutely anything. And when you tap on mobile, that is going to take you to .NET.Microsoft.com slash apps slash Xamarin. It's very exciting. I spent a lot of time working on this with Ashley and Rowan. And it is your one-stop shop for everything Xamarin. So not only what Xamarin is, how you can get the tooling, what kind of apps you can build, the cross-platform libraries, the ecosystem around Xamarin. You can go deeper into all sorts of components and integrations, the open source bits of it, great links to all of the community um, action, such as Xamarin Universal Library, Planet Xamarin, the blog, YouTube, the forums, and, and so much more. And of course, take a look at all of the great customer stories, which we've added more and more to. Uh, so if you are uh, need to you know, convince your boss to say, oh, look at all these great you know, companies that use Xamarin, uh, you can uh, go um, to the Xamarin website slash customers, and then uh, it'll take you to this page. It's, it's beautiful. We launched that page a while ago. And now we have a one-stop shop for everything Xamarin. So we'll put that link specifically to the .NET page. Uh, and eventually the, the, the Xamarin.com will be there. Actually, you know, if you go to aka.ms slash Xamarin, that will take you right there, aka.ms slash Xamarin. Um, I would love people's feedback on this. Um, I, I, I'm developing and developed it, uh, the content with Ashley and Rowan uh, from the .NET and Xamarin teams. Uh, and, and I love it. We're going to rev some images a little bit. 
Uh, but beyond that, I, I love your feedback. Like, is there stuff missing? Is there stuff, some information that you would like to see? I would love to really work in the open uh, with the with the community. So we have a, a beautiful Xamarin page that we can send anybody so you can learn all about everything. Have you seen this website yet? It's amazing. I have. I'm looking at it right now as well. And I love the fact that we're calling out the community, the active community portion in there with the um, the Planet Xamarin, a uh, central location for all our community bloggers on there. It's, yeah, this is great, James. This is good work. Thank you. Thank you. It was a team effort. So it's very exciting. Uh, so definitely give that a look, but I think it's going to do it. What is your pick of the pod? All right. I mentioned authentication before because I have to talk about authentication in every single episode. And another new thing announced around Bill with authentication is you can now sign into the Azure portal or Azure DevOps with your GitHub account. Oh, cool. Oh, right. <laughs> I know it's awesome. <laughs> can I link? Can I link my my GitHub account to mine? So, like, how does that work? You should be. It should do something where it can find it out. I haven't tried that yet, and I was reading through the blog post to see how mm. to do it, and it says something like, "Well, it should be able to figure it out for you." And I haven't tried it. So interesting. The, for like us or like our Microsoft accounts, I'm not sure how that's going to work with our corporate ones. So I just lo- I just logged into the I just logged into the the Azure portal and they, right there they put the Azure mobile app right right there on the useful links and that's an app built with Xamarin, um, which is pretty cool for over four stars. It's, it's a good app. I have it on my phone. I can I'm, in fact I've used that app to reboot servers on a bus, which is crazy to think about from my phone. Crazy that you're on a bus or crazy that you did it on your phone. Uh, no, I'm on buses often, but but that I did. And also, ooh, ooh, you know what you could do? Hold on. So I'm going to do this in real time. Maybe this is my pick of the pot. I'm going to open up the Azure app. So then I'm going to log in with my fingerprint, uh, which is pretty nifty. And then I'm going to go to the cloud shell, which is inside the app. Okay. Whoa. And, okay. I know where you're going. All right. So it's it's loading here. I, I haven't, I don't use the cloud shell ever. So um, it's probably doing something. I'm, I'm okay. It's requesting a cloud shell that's connecting the term. I'm going to type in code and hit enter. And that didn't work. So there you go. Not my pick of the pod. So, uh, <laughs> it probably doesn't know what to do, but anyways, this is a great application. I highly recommend it. The team's pretty great. Same with the seeing AI, AI team. So give it a look. But my pick of the pod is the, uh, topic of choice that I, I spoke about first and foremost at, at build this year and you can watch the video on it and so it's a very short uh, 25 minute uh theater session which is signal r you know signal r you love signal r don't you know it and love it absolutely and it's free no i don't know if it's actually free it's not free um but it's probably free you can you can put it in your asp.net or asp.net core application and i talked about signal r with xamarin applications for real-time communication i've blogged about it before on my personal blog uh, but I've teamed up with the SignalR team uh, and we're working, they're working on the next version of it, but the current version is phenomenal. I gave a great video, you know, tutorial of how to uh, do it in real time, add real time communication. And I even created a chat client bot. But what's neat about SignalR is that you don't even need a web server anymore for it. Uh, I teamed up with Anthony Chu, who is a, is he, he's a cloud developer advocate like you, correct? Is that correct? Yep. Yep. He's a colleague of mine. So he wrote this awesome app called Captioner. Have you seen Captioner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's an it's an app that previously was only a Vue.js application. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't want to deal with that. But what was cool is that you could speak into your browser um, on the one end, and it would do via cognitive services uh, a voice to text. And then you could connect from another browser and over Signal R, you could request it to be translated into any language. And then in real time, it'd be doing the voice translation and then translate it to you. And then what I did is I said, we need a mobile app for this. So why don't we create a Xamarin application? And he's accepted the pull request into the Caption R uh, repository. And he did a video, he did a theater session uh, as well at, at Build, which I thought was really neat. It's in that playlist. Uh, on how you could you could do it from desktop, from from mobile, from from your websites, anything like that. And SignalR is really really fantastical. So all sorts of different use cases. Uh, and how he was doing that was with the 
the Azure SignalR service. So you don't even need your own web host. You can let Azure and the SignalR service scale out and handle everything and use functions to do all the brokering, which I, I thought is really, really, really neat. So um, yeah. definitely give that a look. Yeah, Anthony wrote some bindings for Azure SignalR functions, and it takes care of all the functions, takes care of all the hard work for you as far as like newing up everything. And I'm not going to say it makes it easy, but it makes it less painless. Yeah, so that's that's amazing. We have a Xamarin app for it. I didn't know that. Yeah, have to check it's it in out there. Yeah, we will link to the GitHub repo so you can give that a look, and of course to all the videos. Well. Matt, we crushed it. It's the longest podcast because there's so much great content for developers this month. Yep. That's wonderful. The podcast was free, though. I mean, so that's double bonus thumbs up. You can get the. How much does this podcast cost? I don't think it costs anything. I think it's free. It's completely free. But, you know, if you want to spend a little bit of time, you can go write us a review, recommend it to a friend. And of course, uh, you can give us email feedback. You can go to xamarinpodcast.com. That's a free, you can go to that free website and on that website, there's a contact button and that, that uh, sends a free email directly into our inboxes and we read them and we would love to do, um, some, 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 you know, Q and a from, uh, from the community, from our listeners. Uh, and of course we use that to, um, improve the podcast itself. So things you want us to hear, if you like the, the, the content or, it, uh, if you want it not to be free, then you can also tell us, uh, tell us that, but we'll keep it free for now, uh, for forever, basically. So yeah. that's it. Uh, yeah. Anything else from you, Matt? No, James, I think that's it. Congratulations on finishing up the build week. This is a yeah, big one. Con- congratulations uh, to, to you too. And congratulations to everyone for for um, going to Microsoft Learn and, and, and learning for free. So, <laughs> Absolutely, James. So where can everybody find you, James? You can find me on the internet, just Google or Bing James Montemagno because that's literally everywhere on Twitter, James Montemagno, Twitch, James Montemagno on the blog. And of course, all my other podcasts, you can go to Montemagno.com and you can find me everywhere. How about you? Nice. I'm the same, except that Codemail Matt blog, Twitter, GitHub, just Codemail Matt. I'm the only one out there like that. Awesome. All right, buddy. Well, I will talk to you next month. All right. Thanks, James. See ya. Bye.